amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Episode 314, ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. We have made it. This is the six-year anniversary show of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Of course, I am Chris Featherstone. Follow us at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. To celebrate my six-year anniversary show, I have, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, someone who has been in the business for quite some time now. A very, uh, very interesting journey uh, that, that this person has had uh, throughout his wrestling career. Over 15 years in the business now. Uh, started off, uh, he'll he'll let you know exactly uh, what this, the motivation was to start off, and uh, now uh, he is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion. So, without further ado, I'd like to bring to the show Kenny King. How are you tonight, sir? I'm great, man. Congratulations on your 314th show and your sixth anniversary. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. So, you, I'm you, also the two times. 
two times. Yes, uh, I, 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 you are the current uh, uh, television champion, and that was my next thing I was going to ask mm-hmm. you. I was going to say from from tough enough contestant to two-time ROH TV champion, yeah, you took the second half right out of my mouth. So, <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. You know, my my, my new nickname is Kenny Two Times. So, oh, know, yes, uh, <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, so, like I said, just from from tough enough contestant to two-time ROH champion, what an amazing journey uh, that you've had over your career. What are just how would you best describe? Your journey. You've had. Uh, you were uh, WWE. You were with Impact Wrestling. Of course, uh, you know your uh, multiple stints with ROH. Uh, currently there, two-time ROH champion. How can you best describe your journey as a professional wrestler? Uh, I think if I were to describe my journey, it's just been about betting on myself and about just working hard and just you know seeing things through. Uh, you know, I had no idea. Um, you know, when I started it tough enough that, that anything was gonna mount from it. I loved pro wrestling mm-hmm. and I uh and and I knew that I had the athletic talent to to do some of the stuff that I saw in the first tough enough. That's as far as I knew. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um I didn't have any idea what the, the the impact that it would take on my body. I didn't know the ins and outs or, or, or how to even be a good professional wrestler. I just knew those things. But I, I knew also that I was willing to bet on my, my work ethic mm-hmm. and uh, just my, my ability just to uh, just to push myself and drive and, yeah. uh, and, and, and I, you know, just not quit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What were some early goals that when, when you endeavored in Tough Enough, did you have anything specifically in mind, like out of this tough enough uh, experience, I want to be this or become that? Ah, oh, well, listen, it was it was a very it was a very shallow uh, intent <laughs> that I had at 20 years old. You know, I wanted to be on MTV. Uh, I wanted you know these girls, a bunch of girls, to see me on MTV, uh, and you know, I, it was a cool way for me to. I just moved to Vegas. It's a cool way for me to 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 you know get my face out there. Yeah. Um, I loved wrestling, but I didn't necessarily think that wrestling was going to be something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. uh, until until I did it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so after Tough Enough, uh, you, you, you went to uh, uh, Impact Wrestling. Um, just, uh, you, you've had a few stints in, in, in Impact Wrestling. Uh, what were your overall, what's your overall take on, on your time in Impact Wrestling and just the change of management and so forth? Well, you know, listen, I think that uh, the story of Impact Wrestling will always be told through the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, it will always be told from the men and women in that locker room, who, no matter what was being said about the company from the outside, from the inside, went out there and put on fantastic, phenomenal matches uh, and, and pushed the company through, you know, hard times. Hey, how many times is someone say, oh, TNA or Impact's going out of business or, you know, the... the it's, it's, and then they have a hell of a string just of, of just amazing matches and, and match quality. Yeah. So that will, you know, regardless of who's in charge or, or how many sides the damn ring has, uh, it's always going to be up to the boys and girls in the back to put on the show. And I think that's the story of Impact. Yeah. Uh, you know, a company, it, it's a company of of fantastic professional wrestlers that have just had to overcome, you know, uh, office hurdles. Yeah, absolutely. One thing that uh, we have noticed, uh, just as far as you're concerned, is that uh, you you've honed your craft of being someone who 
uh, is is very uh, uh, good and, and very natural on the mic. Uh, now, when as as far as your your wrestling journey is concerned, uh, in Impact, in WWE with Tough Enough, in uh, Ring of Honor, when did you notice that uh, you're just the 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 able the, the ability that's really kind of market and 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 just really make a point and, and kind of captivate the audience on the microphone? When did it become natural to you? Was there a defining moment or, or a specific time in your career? Well, I've always been a performer. Uh, I've acted on television shows and in plays and stuff like that before, but it is definitely different uh, to cut a, a promo than it is to, you know, uh, perform monologue. Um, but I would say the biggest influence and help that I had into uh, honing one skill into the next and making it so that, uh, you know, the, the skills that I had from acting or whatever were, were utilized the correct way in, in professional wrestling was uh, I was trained with, I trained with Nick Bockwinkle uh, mm-hmm. very early on in my career. Nice. And um, Nick Bockwinkle was, was the promo guy. Like he, Nick would teach promo classes. And uh, Nick was a taskmaster. Nick didn't play any games when it came to promo time. Because, you know, uh, Nick would always say, um, that you know, you, we, if they give you a microphone on their television show, then they're giving you money, mm-hmm. and whatever you do with that money is going to determine how much of that money that you get to keep. That's right. That's and right. you know, if you go on, get on a mic and you drone, you know, you drone on and you ramble on, and, and and you're not clear or concise, first and foremost, then you know people's people's uh, attention span isn't isn't long enough to to get around to hearing what you have to say. You've got to hit people with your points, your character, and your intent, and, and, and get out. Yeah. And that's what that's why people come to see, that's why people buy tickets, yep. you know. And, yeah. and uh, Nick Bonkwinkle was very instrumental in me understanding uh, how a wrestling promo and how a, and how a wrestling character uh, is supposed to, you know, uh, just the, the things that you're supposed to do to get people, you know, get people interested. Yeah, I was supposed to translate. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting that uh, you know Bachwinkle was one of the best promo guys uh, in, in pro wrestling history. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and and I, you know it's funny because I've had conversations about the importance of uh, your promo uh, with with many people, and I always say you know back in the seventies and eighties. Your your per, your promo was your merchandise is what I say that all the time, uh, mm-hmm. because because essentially like you said you know it wasn't a lot of buy the shirts buy the shirts uh, we've got a, we've got websites to really push and promote shirts you know people were captivated by what you said on the mic uh, do you think that that's a, a lost art nowadays in pro wrestling? Well, I think it is. A, uh... I think the only place that it's really a lost art is in in WWE. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's because they don't. You'll never you'll never see another Austin three sixteen means I just you know that promo or uh, guys that are that, that are pushing pushing themselves and finding themselves mm-hmm. because they want to script every word that you say, and that's not how you. That, that that doesn't breed the creativity that it took to find a stone cold Steve Austin from a ringmaster yep. or to find a rock from a Rocky Maivia. You have to evolve and grow and be able, and you have to sink or swim in yep. your own character. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe there uh, you're not you're not going to find anybody who's going to, unless they give you, listen, a guy like Kevin, uh, they know Kevin can go. 
and talk. So you're not going to – as much as they probably even hamstring Kevin, uh, they know that Kevin's biggest strength is when you let him be himself and, and be creative. Yeah. So uh, you're, gonna, you're not going to find anybody who comes up from that system there uh, reinventing the wheel. Um, but other places where the guys have more freedom to kind of, you know, to, to, to you have the freedom in Ring of Honor and in the impact, I would say, to create an, your own presentation, your, your own package, and present your package the way that you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how you ensure your own, your own success because you have the ability to, nobody, you can't say, well, oh, uh, that's not what I would have done or I, that's not what I would have said because you have the freedom to do so. So that, I feel, is what creates those kind of moments and that, uh, is what's what makes those places exciting because you never know what you're going to hear or say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, so essentially, you know, uh, as far as Ring of Honor is concerned, uh, you you would say from from your experience there that uh, you have much more freedom uh, as far as promos are concerned. It, it's not like the uh, executive team or the higher ups, you know, give you a list of bullet points or what to say. Is there? Do they kind of steer where you should go, or do they just kind of give you the mic and say, just uh, make this match uh, worth people's interest? Well, listen, they, they, just like any company, they gauge your level to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they gauge how good you are at, at being able to do it and, and get, uh, you know, you get how much uh, as much leash as you need. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea is, we're not going to try to stifle your creativity creatively. Uh, obviously, there's a direction that the company wants to go, and you know, we have meetings and and and, and just to make sure that everybody's on the same page. But uh, for you know, for the most part, if we want to feel like you're a guy who can get the point across on his own, you you know, you have full creative freedom. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about Super Card of Honor. You uh, have been in a very uh, very uh, acrimonious and, and, and very uh, tough and, 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 and bitter feud uh, with Silas Young over the past few months after you beat Kushida uh, for the television championship. Uh, Sil- Silas Young was uh, out to get you. And, uh, you know, you, yeah. you guys yeah. had some exchanges there as far as the title is concerned. And uh, you've got a last man standing match uh, coming up uh, on Supercard of Honor. Uh, first of all, let the listeners know uh, just your thoughts. I mean, what, what, what message do you have uh, for Silas Young in your last man standing match? Uh, and have you ever experienced this type of match in your career? This is actually my very first last uh, last man standing match. Nice. Um, and, and I called for it um, because, you know, at, at some point enough's enough. And at some point, you know, there, there, there has to come uh, a climax. There has to come a, a, a point of no return, and we're there. We're at it. Mm-hmm. Silas and I have been going at this for a long time, um, and it's it's almost bigger than the title at this point. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's almost it's it's a man on man type of thing. Um, I, you know, I, I Silas Young is a very tough man, but. The fact is, uh, you know, I'm, it's my time. Um, I have, I'm, I'm wrestling better than I've ever wrestled. I'm in, I'm in as good shape as I was, as I was when I was 22 years old, I'm 36. It's, 
I'm Destiny's Child at this point, and I think the only way for for me to make Silas and a lot of people in in the ROH uh, fan base understand that is to beat this dude at his own game, mm-hmm. and that means we're going out there. It's not a wrestling match. We know nobody. I mean, we're going to be. I'm not even sure if I'm gonna wear boots. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where we're gonna to have to knuckle up, and 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 whoever's left left standing is gonna be Ring of Honor World Television Champion. I'm not gonna make a whole lot of oh I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. It's gonna be a fight, and 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 he's gonna hit me, and I'm gonna hit him, and whoever gets up is is gonna be the champ, and that's the only way to solve something like this. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna so basically you're you're telling the fans that you're gonna show them that you're gonna be a one man BDC when it comes to Silas Young on uh, Super Card of Honor. It's BDC for life, man. Absolutely. <laughs> Once you're in, you're in. That's right. So, uh, <laughs> so you know, it's it's just one of those things. Where if I had to go back to that guy to get this uh, to get this situation handled, then I go back to whatever I got to do. Yeah, because uh, you know, I go out, I'll, I'll step outside of my comfort zone, and I'll look look him in his eye in his own match, and I'm gonna knock him down. Absolutely. Let the listeners know uh, about Supercard of Honor and where they can find you on social media. Listen, guys, this is Ring of Honor's biggest, one of our, probably our biggest show yet. And I've been with Ring of Honor since 2000. My very first Ring of Honor show was in 2008. Obviously, I took a break. But the growth and the, uh, the, the the steam behind Ring of Honor right now is is unlike anything we've ever seen. And uh, and it continues to go great in the biggest wrestling weekend of uh, in of the year, a lot of people are talking about our show. Uh, so Super, Super Card of Honor, we got, the, I would say, the best show uh, that you could find on that weekend. Uh, you know, Kenny King versus Silas Young, last man standing match for the World Television Championship. You've got Marty Skrull versus Dalton Castle for the World, with a, for the world title uh Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes. I mean, this is going to be a show that I don't think that uh, you're going to see anything like it for for a long time. So Saturday, April 7th, uh, whether it be by pay-per-view, check out. You can also see it for free if you sign up for Honor Club, ROHwrestling.com. So either buy ROHwrestling.com, buy yourself some tickets. I think there's still a few tickets left. Uh, This is a show that you're not going to want to miss. This is going to be a show where Silas Young gets knocked out in his own match. That's right. I was at Supercard of Honor last year. Uh, it is definitely worth uh, worth the ticket, worth the buy, worth the experience. So I, I uh, second I you. I missed that one. You you were you you, you did miss it, uh, but uh, I was there in your stead. So it's. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, was doing, I was doing some other stuff. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, Kenny. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. Thanks for having me, bro. Thanks, bye bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners, three, our mind, let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We taking this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood, Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. 
to the max. And I'm Das Wonderkin, with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent, to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gaps and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using God for my defense. In Alabama, we jamming, that's beautiful. Bobby eating, me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat, tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep, you all what you speak, this too sweet. Till the genre is took back, we repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking, no mistaking, yeah, we shook that. Trust in God, we trust, pushing forward, never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness, some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap, he turning the power on, on the razor's edge, leg drop after a power bomb, tired of the lies, man, we bringing the truth through, diligent and fruitful, the owners in our group too, it's good to be king, sold out this war is brutal, we playing them war games, our army go move too, you too, I'm in the raptors, with a bat in my hand, and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter, and the grand scheme is that easy, we tag teaming, Donna brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, this the clash of the champions. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. And a special thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to Kenny King. Kenny King, Kenny King, Ring of Honor star, Ring of Honor television champion, Kenny King on the show tonight. We got so much going on. This is the sixth year anniversary show of the pancakes and power slam show wow 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 we got wrestlemania stuff going on we got uh we got wrestlemania predictions we got wrestlemania trivia uh we got raw and smackdown uh we have uh so much more going on uh today on the pancakes and power slam show um and we are here ladies and gentlemen to uh, have so much fun on the six-year anniversary show. Of course, we got the live stream coming up, uh, and we got a lot of a lot of thoughts for Raw, a lot of thoughts for SmackDown, and we are going to share them um, with you all. And we're going to have some fun, just like we do every single night. Again, I want to thank uh, Kenny King for being a part of the six-year anniversary show. And I want to thank everyone for continuing, continuing to have some fun on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. I've got uh, my, my, uh, my, my, my boy, six years, um, six years ago, uh, the Pancakes and Power Slam show started um, six years ago, and what came, what started with a, a vision, uh, turned into an empire. And uh, six years, uh, we've been going, th- we've we've been through a lot. Um, we, we've been through a lot in the six years, and uh, we've interviewed over a hundred guests. Uh, I had a pleasure to interview over a hundred guests. We've had much more interviews than that overall. And I just want to thank everybody for their support uh, in allowing six years to thrive here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Uh, without further ado, I think we got a surprise um, guest for tonight. Um, 
Our co-host with the most, Evan Tech Prout, will be here shortly. But it looks like what we have uh, is the original, the OG co-host, the baddest co-host on the planet. Derek, how are you tonight, sir? Wow. Six years in the making. Chris Featherstone, like you said, this started out as a small, simple conversation piece that you and I had between us. And then lo and behold, you turn it into what it is now. This is the New York Yankees of, of <laughs> wrestling talk and podcast, man. You have made this the greatest thing in the world. And Thank all you, wrestling sir. fans can appreciate it. I mean, you have gone so far. I think about the old days. I'm talking six, well, you know, four, five, six years ago. This was yeah. just <laughs> technical difficulties and things yeah. that happened and blah, blah, blah. I'm just, it was, <laughs> I'm so flattered <laughs> to be here again tonight. I love everything that you've done. Chris Featherstone, you are the man. You are the grand wizard of wrestling. <laughs> And Thank I you, say man. that with a modest heart because you are amazing. Thank you, sir. Man, I, I appreciate uh, just all the contribution you've had on the show. Um, you know, just all your support, just being there for me, just being uh, on, on the on the show for so long. Um, you know, now you're doing a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff, but uh, you know, just uh, some some conflict and schedule. Um, you know, uh, removed you from the on-air uh, personality part, but uh, man, just y- your support from the, your support of the show has been absolutely incredible, man. And, and uh, people like you, especially people like you, uh, is uh, you know is who keeps me going, man. And uh, just all the times, all you know, <laughs> straightening out the kinks and everything <laughs> in between, man. That uh, that we did throughout the throughout this time. And uh, six years later, uh, we can sit here and celebrate together, man. I really appreciate that. It's great. I love to be a part of it, Chris. As always, man, lean on me for whatever you need, dude. Indeed. Appreciate uh, appreciate you uh, coming on the show, man. So uh, you, you you got you, you want to chat, or you got uh, uh, some some uh, I can, chat. I can do whatever you want. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm here. we'll keep you on. Did you did you watch Raw and SmackDown? Uh, Raw SmackDown, I did. I was. Where's the Undertaker? I understand. I think the Undertaker's <laughs> going to show up on WrestleMania. John Cena's yeah. going to come out and have a big pity party, but you know it's it's going to be great. It's going to be a fun time. So looking yeah, forward to that as absolutely. well. Absolutely. It will be fun. It will be fun. Um, thank you, Chris. Uh, so, uh, got a comment saying this is one of my favorite wrestling shows. Wow. Um, I really appreciate that. Uh, that's uh, very humbling to me that uh, you can say that. There's a lot of podcasts out right now, but uh, your support and say that this one this is one of your favorite shows. I am uh, I am definitely humbled and grateful that you would make that comment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's let's jump right into trivia. You know what time it is? It is trivia, trivia, trivia. First trivia. Before we get to the headlines, first trivia question is this. Who did The Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 19? Who did The Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 19? All right, we got so much to talk about, so without further ado, ready to talk some headlines, Derek? Oh, wow. Headlines, let's go. Let's go. 
answer already, Chris. Good job. A train and big show. Uh, Jarlace is saying, I hear Taker might not wrestle at Mania. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll talk about that here in a moment. Our first headline is Paul Heyman inducting Goldberg into the Hall of Fame. There's an article that we're saying uh, that go that the reason why is because Goldberg handpicked Paul Heyman to be in the Hall of Fame to induct him into the Hall of Fame. That's interesting because. Um, you know, I'm, I'm cool with Eric Bischoff, and it would seem as if Eric Bischoff would be the person um, would be the person that, to induct Goldberg. I mean, but as far as just uh, what what Heyman said, Heyman said that uh, Goldberg handpicked him, Heyman, to induct him. Now, I understand from a WWE standpoint, they have history together, and you know, it makes sense to. In that sense, in a in a way, because you know, I would say Goldberg's biggest rivalry was indeed with with Brock Lesnar over the time that he was there. But it just seems as if it, it seems as if 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 that's not the only if that's the only reason why Paul Heyman inducted will be inducting Goldberg into the Hall of Fame. It seems like that would be really the only reason why, because it, it just seems like Eric Bischoff would be the perfect person to induct him into the Hall of Fame, but Heyman is. So it's a bit odd for me, uh, but at the same time, uh, if if Heyman, if Goldberg handpicked Heyman, I would understand that, but it seemed like Eric Bischoff's the better choice. Yeah. Why wouldn't they have Eric Bischoff? That's absolutely disgusting in my part. I mean, why wouldn't they? So they're going to have Paul Heyman do it, which makes absolutely no sense. Goldberg has nothing to do with Paul Heyman. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. I scratch my head at that. Yeah, Goldberg going to WWE Hall of Fame. I don't – eh, whatever. He wasn't WWE until after Vince bought WCW, but we all know that story. So yep. it doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm with you, Chris. So I mean, why? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it just didn't really make sense to me <laughs> at all. Uh, I got a comment from David saying, uh, I think Punk will take on Cena rather than Taker. I don't even think CM Punk uh, cares <laughs> about anything about professional <laughs> wrestling right now. Um, he'll he'll be uh, he'll be a UFC uh, come June in Chicago. So, um, you know. He didn't have uh, the best. He didn't have the best fortune with Mickey Gall, and uh, he's hoping to. Be, he's hoping to have a better, um, you know, thing with with Mike Mike Jackson. I believe is the person he's going against. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, if, if if CM Punk gets defeated in the first round again, I think he really should hang it up. I don't think that. Uh, I don't think that Dana White's going to give him another chance if if he gets another first round uh, defeat, I, I think it's pretty much it for CM Punk. And he wouldn't really have, um, he wouldn't really have any type of choice to do it because unless he wants to go to Bellator, but that would be a step down from, uh, from UFC. Bellator, I've watched Bellator fights before. It's a, a, a pretty, you know, it's, de- it's a decent plan B. I uh, got a comment saying, first time catching the show from Houston, heading out Saturday to New Orleans. Keep up the great work. Thanks, 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 thanks. They, they appreciate it. Uh, follow at Crave Wrestling. I'll be there from uh, doing coverage from Thursday. Uh, coming back Monday, I'll be home for Raw. Um, and so, yeah, uh, just follow at Crave Wrestling, and I'll be 
uh, tweeting where I'm at. I got so many things to do. I got so many things scheduled for that weekend, uh, for this weekend, this coming weekend. Uh, so just be sure to follow at Crave Wrestling to see what I am going to do. Uh, and be sure to stay close to the live, the, the Wrestling Inc. live, the Crave Wrestling live for Facebook. Got some interviews scheduled uh, at some shows. So that should be much fun. Um, yeah, so uh, the next one is um, <laughs> Jason is saying, anyone ever tell you that you have a striking resemblance to Jay Lethal? He's awesome. Uh, no, I've not got Jay Lethal. I've got uh, Theo from the Cosby Show a lot. That, that's my um, that's who I get a lot. Uh, I've actually had Jay Lethal. Uh, thank you, Lusa. That's awesome. Happy anniversary. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, I usually get uh, Theo, but um, no, not not Jay Lethal. Uh, I've I've met Jay Lethal in person. A great guy. I've had Jay Lethal on my show before. Um, really really cool dude. Really cool dude. So, uh, thank you for all the Theo happy anniversary lot, thing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> next next one. Speaking of uh, inducting, I think this one makes much more sense. The Big Show is inducting Mark Henry into the Hall of Fame. Um, that makes much more sense. I would say that. Um, um, I would say that Mark Henry, as far as Big Show is concerned, um, he's probably Big Show probably makes the most sense for for inducting Mark Henry. Unless Teddy Long would be uh, Teddy Long would be the other person, um, and yeah. So the I, I think I think the very fact that um, Big Show with with the with the collapsing with, with the imploding um, ring and all that you know that's probably one of Mark Henry's biggest moments other than the salmon jackets you know <laughs> that's what I do um, you know back in 2013 when he uh, pulled a ruse on Cena but other than that I think uh, the very fact that the the, the feud with Big Show makes a lot of sense so. I definitely think that it makes more sense that uh, Big Show is inducting Mark Henry in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Because, I mean, uh, Big Show and Mark Henry have a huge history. With the collapsing of the ring. And even Farouk wouldn't be a bad choice, honestly, with the Nation of Domination back in the day. But, uh, yeah, yeah, good for Big Show. I mean, he needs the exposure he gets, especially if he's on his way out, so. Goes the Big Show and Mark Henry for a very successful career. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I got a comment saying I'm excited for ROH and NXT. I am as well. Um, uh, got another comment saying Big Show's in great shape. Was he his weight down to? Uh, I don't know what his weight is now. There was a time that he went under 400. I don't know what his weight is now. Uh, got another comment saying, do you have any details on Big Show's new contract? I think it was supposed to expire in February, so I'd imagine that he – I don't I don't know this for sure, but I imagine um, that he is doing another year. Um, I got a comment saying, good job for Mark Henry, well deserved. Um, didn't, big, didn't both Big Show and Mark Henry have a lot of heat backstage for their contracts when they started out? Yes, that is true. That is true. Um uh, they, they they had heat for their contracts um, from the backstage. Of course, Big Show coming from uh, WCW, or as my boy Dusty would say, WCW. Um, so yeah, it's 
they have some heat in there. Mark Henry has some heat uh, because he didn't have any wrestling background. And, you know, uh, Vince saw him. Uh, looks like it was post- Big Show signed a new multi-year contract. There you go. Um, yeah, so a lot of people thought that the heat was coming from the fact that Mark Henry didn't have any wrestling background. And then he um, signed with the WWE. It was like a 10-year deal. And he didn't have much uh, support uh, from that, from the people I know who know Mark Henry. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's been 22 years, and he definitely earned his stripes when it comes to support uh, from from the WWE. Uh, someone saying Lars Sullivan should be the bronze partner at Mania. That would be funny. That would be fun. But at the same time, um, Lars is a really good heel, and I wouldn't want uh, that to be – I don't want him to become a babyface. Someone's asking who do I who do I think will be Braun's partner? Um, uh, who do you think, Derek? Who do you think Braun, uh, Braun Strowman's partner is going to be? <laughs> I'd love it to be Bray Wyatt, but that's not going to happen. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, that, that would be pretty, that would be pretty cool. Bray, that'd be good, turn. Eric Rowan, but now it's going to happen. But yeah, it, it's hard to say. I really can't. Uh, Braun Strowman's been one of those really big mystique characters in the past few months going on to WCW, so. Uh, yeah. Bray Wyatt for shock value, but I know I'm wrong. You know, I, I like I like the I like the Bray Wyatt choice as well. Um Mike is saying Bray Wyatt or James Storm. Uh yeah, James Storm was backstage at Raw. Uh, as far as I heard, um, yeah, but I think Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt would be pretty cool. Uh, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt. What, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt on television ever since he was deleted. Um, and <laughs> yeah, so I, I think Bray Wyatt as a as a baby face coming back. I think that would be a, a very good, very good call. Um, got a comment saying you think Sanity is going to uh, going to get brought to the main roster. Um. Eventually, eventually, uh, yeah, eventually, I, I, I think they will. I, I don't think they'll be in this this new list of call ups um, because I think Eric, I think Eric Young is doing a really good job uh, with just Sanity um, right now. So I, I don't see them coming in this new batch of uh, uh, of people coming after after Mania. Next trivia question. Who won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 19? Who won the WWE Championship at WrestleMania 19? Next headline we got is WWE reveals which matches will be on the kickoff show. Uh, so the Cruiserweight Championship match is on the on the kickoff show, which I which was pretty evident. It was it was pretty. Um, I think it was pretty obvious, but at the same time. Oh, good job, guys. Jason, Chris, Brandon, Brock Lesnar. Great job. That was, that was that was quick and easy. Great job. Um, but there but there were some issues with I mean there there were some talks that the men's battle royal was gonna actually make the main card because of uh, the big Andre the Giant movie premiere. So I would have wished that made the main card, but it's going to be the both Battle Royals, the men's and the women's Battle Royal, and the Cruiserweight Championship match. 
Uh, the women's battle royal, uh, you know, that that's not a surprise to me. Uh, the men's battle royal is um, kind of a surprise because I thought it was gonna I thought it was gonna be on the main card, but I think if if any of those matches, like if any of the matches, make sense to be on the card, I think those are the three um, to, to to be on the pre-show. Uh, definitely the cruiserweight championship match, the the finals, uh, and the women's battle royal makes sense to me too. Um, Unfortunately for people like Sasha and Bailey uh, and Naomi, who actually won a title last year, uh, you know they're going to all going to get thrown in that match. You know, unfortunately, but um, you know, as long as uh, at least at least they make uh, some type of some type of payday. Yeah, it'll be a great payday for him. I mean, Bailey, I'm hoping. I've got so much faith in her. I think she's a really great talent that they should push farther than the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And it's hard to say. I mean, it's really who cares who wins. It's, it's yeah. too bad. Hopefully, it's <laughs> just much. a good. Uh, it's, hopefully, it's just a good Battle Royal. Battle Royals are what's fun. But the pre-show, as far as yeah. I see, I mean, WrestleMania is going to be what seven hours this year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll watch it. Everyone will watch it. So. But to see what the what goes on, the cruiser title, it should be a lot more than what it is. But uh, we'll give yeah. it what it's got, and so we'll carry on from there and wait until the opening bell for WrestleMania. Yep, absolutely. Next trivia question. Here we go. Uh, before that, uh, Jason saying have Big Show in the Battle Royal. Um, he's won it already. I'll say somebody else. Someone saying Big Cass. Uh, Robert saying Big Cass win. Um. They need to push the cruiserweight division this year. See, that that's the thing. I, I I'm okay with the cruiserweight division. Um, the only thing is the, the placement for the cruiserweight division is is really bad. Um, just just quite odd. Um, Oscar and, and, and the Miz won the mixed match challenge. Uh, I think that was quite obvious. Someone's uh, making a comment about that, I think it was pretty predictable. Uh, they don't want to have Oscar streak be lost at the mixed match challenge. You would do that. Um, someone is saying, "I, I uh, yeah, he won the he won the battle royal. Uh, he won the second one. So the first one was Cesaro. Second one was Big Show. Uh, third one was Corbin, and last year was uh, Mojo Rawley. Uh, so yeah, he won the one at uh, WrestleMania." Uh, 31, the one in Santa, Santa Clara. Uh, that's when Damian Sandow was at the end with them. And, um, yeah, it was pretty pretty cool. Um, I sincerely hope Big Cass has gotten in better physical shape. It's <laughs> what a comment here. Uh, yeah, he was um, he was missing a couple, couple workouts uh, last time we saw. But, you know, hopefully he has as well. Next trivia question. Who won the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 16? Who won the Hardcore Battle Royal at WrestleMania 16? So WWE reveals, uh, so as far as the uh, Daniel Bryan is concerned, the next headline, Daniel Bryan, um, his, you know, of course, we, he returned and um, reportedly has caused, caused a spike and WrestleMania sales, um, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and it just goes to show 
that the WWE can really invest in people if they if they spend their time investing in people. It goes to show that people still have the drawing power to uh, to, to to shift the needle, so to speak, as far as just interest. And the very fact that Daniel Bryan was uh, reportedly instrumental in causing more WrestleMania sales, to me, I'm thinking in my head, the WWE should make a better effort in really creating larger-than-life characters. Like the Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement is probably one of the biggest kind of larger-than-life characters and, and, and movements the WWE has had for quite some time. And, you know, it's it's interesting. I'm going to ask you this question, Derek. I'm also going to ask the chat room, which movement do you think um, – oh, real quick, I got a comment saying, uh, yeah, Bob Holly, Brandon, that's correct. Um, hard, hardcore Holly, correct, good job. Um, got a comment from – saying, I think Shane will turn on Daniel Bryan inside with Cam- Kevin and Sammy, or uh, that would be a huge swerve. You know what's so funny? During their um, hug it out and handshake thing, I was thinking that, I was thinking the same thing. And I wouldn't be okay. I don't want, I don't want another McMahon being a heel authority figure. I like, I love Shane as a baby face. I don't want to see too much of Shane and, and I, hey, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. But it, it kind of we'll get to SmackDown a little bit, but it, it uh, I was thinking in my head Shane may turn, so we'll see. But uh, but Derek, what do you think? The what would you think of all overall, and in the the chat room as well, who do you think was a better movement? Uh, just overall, the Yes movement or the What movement? Those are you know to, two of the biggest catchphrases <laughs> of the past twenty years. Yes or what? Which one? Uh, what is the biggest movement of all time? And just because you, you hear so? that constantly. I remember hearing it uh-huh. at the NFL draft not a year or two ago. And what mm-hmm. movement started 12, 15 years ago. So yeah. the what movement, yeah. definitely. Yes, it's great. I get it. and I love it. I do. I really do. And you hear it a lot. But the what movement for me is probably – that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, William is saying the what movement. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna bring on the other co-host. So I'm gonna have the original, the oh, well, uh, the, the the second uh, co-host that spanned for a long time, which was Derek, and now the uh, the co-host uh, who uh, Derek passed the torch to. So it's awesome to have two of my uh, three co-hosts. Of course, I talked to Ryan uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, so he's very supportive of uh, the show being six years, but it's it's awesome to have two of uh, my co-hosts uh, on the show. So without further ado, the co-host with the most, Evan Tech Prout on the show. How are you tonight? Yes, sir? I'm good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's, it's it's this is this is humbling to me. This is awesome to me uh, that I have both you and Derek uh, on the on the show. Derek uh, was Derek. the co-host for 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 so long. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's great to have you guys on the show. It's it's fantastic. Um, Welcome back. So, Andrew is saying a yes movement. Granny is saying it's so hard, but I would say what movements? Um, Robert's saying yes movements. Chris is saying yes movements. Um, yeah. So, what do you, what do you think, Evan? Uh, better movement, yes movement or what movement? 
Uh, yes, movement. Reason being is because one one thing with you, Featherstone. I'm sure we're gonna call Derek original Derek. You know, Featherstone hates when people chant. You know, CM Punk, which I do too. Or you know, hates a strong word. This is wrestling. You know, we, little things are like thorns in our flesh. CM Punk, or yes. you know, uh, you know, you know, when they would chant Goldberg with Ryback, little things. This like is that. awesome before they even start the match. Yeah, this is awesome, but you still got it. It's like this is awesome. It's like two hip. The the match has started. They did a hip toss and duck each other moves. Then this is awesome. They didn't do anything. Right. Anyway, <laughs> right. the the what chant. <laughs> It's fun because it, you know, it was fun when it was legit. You know, when it started out with Austin doing a what thing, and it was just off the cuff, and it was just random. It was fun when Austin did it. After that, it was just a regular change. Annoying. It only <laughs> happened, it only had significance when Austin is in the ring. When yeah. it doesn't, it's annoying. Every time someone yeah. takes a pause, what, what? So, okay, you know, what had a lifespan of what? The summer of 2001, maybe 2002, mm-hmm. if you remember when The Rock and Austin did that, the, the mm-hmm. Raw just ended with them two doing improv for 20 minutes. Yes Movement mm-hmm. is, is better because Yes Movement, everyone captivated. It meant something. And not only mm-hmm. that, the Yes Movement is done in all the sports. You see people do the Yes Movement in baseball games, basketball games, football yep. games, hockey games, random people out in the streets, high schools, colleges, on ESPN. It it, it, it transcended wrestling and it's into pop culture where what? The only people that says that say what are people that's in the know with wrestling. You're not going to go to yep. a baseball game. And I love baseball. Millennials. Right, yeah, the millennials. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to have the millennials. You know, the millennials say, what, <laughs> what, what? But for us, you know, the old school people, you know, the NWA, AWA, okay, we had no chance. But we had a woo. That was it. Boo, you suck, yep. the common stuff like that. We didn't have fan clubs. What was the only fan clubs back in the day? Well, the Stingers and, what, the Hulkamaniacs, if you count Warriors mm-hmm. group, that was it. <laughs> so I, I say the yes movement because people to this day, people still say yes. They do the yes chant, and they even do the yes chant to anybody. And not, not to say anyone can do it, but it, 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 it's multicultural. It could go for anything. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see here. A bunch of comments here. Uh, for those so just joining us, career? the question on deck is. Uh, uh, what movement is better, the what movement or the guest movements? Um, Andrew's asking, what do I think about the take, take your Cena deal? So there's so there's rumors going around that the reason why uh, Taker hasn't shown up is because, and, and this is speculation. This is what I heard. Don't 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 you know? Don't uh, make this concrete. What I heard was. Uh, Triple H wanted uh, the the Rousey thing, and, and you know him and stuff against Rousey and Angle to be uh, like a big deal as far as uh, promotion is concerned. But nobody cares. Taker, yeah, they they feel as if Taker and Cena will overshadow that. So that's weird to me. Well, well, <laughs> that's well, really odd. Well, who, who that's, whose that's fault is that? Somebody, somebody, somebody sounds. 
Right, I mean, somebody sounds like their little, uh, what, what's the word, original Derek, your little insecure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, who really cares about the match besides mainstream media? The fans don't care. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Rousey's there, so what? You know, Triple H is Triple H. Cool. Matt the guy talked to him. Cool guy. Nice guy. Angle is a show of himself in TNA. Not even WWE. Yeah. He can't move. He can't move his neck. I mean, in all honesty, I was with Angle at Raw 25. We stay, We all stayed at the same hotel with the WWE guys. I've talked to him. He really can't move his neck much. It's, it, no one cares about this match. Yeah. They don't. Not me. <laughs> Not me. I understand. I, I understand the Rousey match. Right. I, 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 I do you not. I, I didn't understand the Rousey match. I didn't even get the watch. crossover standpoint. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's people that hasn't watched wrestling in a while that set me up the past couple of weeks asking about Taker and Cena. That are not casual fans. They haven't watched wrestling since the Attitude Era or even during the 80s boom. No one's asking about mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. That match is um, going to be ugly anyway. Oh, that match is not. Like I said before, it better not main event, that's for sure. Uh, Bobby's saying, asking, how does WWE lessen the impact of the predictability of the Lesnar-Reigns match heel turn? I would, you know, if Roman Reigns wa- walks out uh, of, of, of WrestleMania, the WWE Universal Champion, uh, with the help of Paul Heyman, like, when uh, Big Show walked out, like when when Paul Heyman helped Big Show over Lesnar, um, and he comes out as a heel on 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 uh, Monday Night Raw, and says the same uh, sentence that he did last year, this is my yard now, and walks away. Oh man, that would be that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, got to, so so yeah, on paper. Got a comment on paper. This WrestleMania has uh, the best card ever. The build has been the worst. So I do not understand. Yes, I agree with that 100. percent Uh, let's see. Protect. Let's see. Got another comment. Love Stephanie. I'm glad that she got the upper hand last night, but I hate it when she's that she's going to lose at WrestleMania, but she's going to put Ronda over, which is good for business. Absolutely, absolutely good for business. Uh, Jason's agreeing with me as far as the Roman Reigns uh, idea. Next trivia question. Who won the European Championship at WrestleMania 17? Who won the European Championship at WrestleMania 17? Um, All right, so very, very interesting uh, headline here. The origin of the Undertaker streak, uh, Bruce Pritchard, he uh, was talking about how uh, for a long time, you know, it, Randy Orton was the first person that um, they they noticed about as far as the streak is concerned. So it, it's I think that's very interesting. Real quick, uh, chat room flavor of the week is uh, we're going to pick the top six Undertaker matches of WrestleMania, the top six Undertaker WrestleMania matches. Uh, so uh, as we head to the end of the show a bit later, um, uh, be sure to have that. Be sure to write them down um, and prepare for that uh, question we have for the end of the show, the Flavor of the Week, 
episode, the favorite of the week segment we have every week. Of course, we have WrestleMania predictions uh, as well. Again, the flavor of the week for this week is the top six, your top six, since we're celebrating the six-year anniversary, the top six Undertaker matches of all, Undertaker, the top six Undertaker WrestleMania matches of all time. Who won the WWE European Championship at WrestleMania 17 is the question on deck. William Regal. Good job, Austin. Nope. Actually, no, it's not William Regal. <laughs> that is that is incorrect. Um, let's see if I got it, the right the right someone saying Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It wasn't it wasn't Giant Gonzalez. Uh he you know, he was a part of the triple threat match that you know he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't a part of the triple threat match. Uh speaking of WrestleMania, so the origin of WrestleMania's uh origin origin of the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania like I said, uh, it was it was kind of randomly thought about, and uh, as far as the report goes, Michael Hayes uh, just randomly said the Undertaker hasn't lost in a while. So, um, very very interesting, and I, I really think that um, you know it, it was on a whim as a random it was a random thing that uh, they just kind of said, oh well, the Undertaker hasn't uh, lost yet. And they start noticing it during um, his match with Randy Orton. Um, which what, what was uh, what year was that? Was it twenty twenty one? Twenty one. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah, twenty two was Mark Henry. Mark Henry, wasn't it? Um, as my boy, yeah, it was twenty one. Yeah, twenty two was. Um, <laughs> Mark Henry, That's my, boy, my boy Tony Allen. Mark Henry. Um, so yeah, WrestleMania 21 is when they started. To, uh, get, there we go. Good job, Jason. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero is the correct answer. Um, yeah, so it was it was very interesting that they that they did that. Um, that they just randomly said, "Hey, well, the Undertaker hasn't lost any manias." At 21, by the time that came about, he started what WrestleMania seven, and he missed, um, what he missed sixteen and ten, I believe. So yes, that was yeah. So eight, uh, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. So yeah, he was already thirteen and zero at that point, and. They're like, hey, he hasn't lost any WrestleMania. So for the first 13 years, they just booked him to win the WrestleManias without even emphasizing the streak. And all of a sudden, they were like, okay, this is the this is the money maker here, and uh, end up being one of the best things of all time. So here's the question. Here's the question I have for Derek, Evan, and the chat room. We'll start with Derek. Derek, do you believe that the streak should have ended? Everything's got to end, Chris. That's the thing. So yeah, when it did, I don't know. I mean, I found it just as weird when Brock Lesnar pinned him. So it's just kind of surreal. And you know, did that was that supposed to happen? That's one of those few instances in wrestling. They like was that supposed to happen? So I yeah. mean, it was mind breaking. And at the time, it didn't seem right. But looking back, it's like okay, well, it's, that's the way it is. So. 
And it gave Brock Lesnar mm-hmm. all the credibility he needs, and he's on his way out. So, yeah, <laughs> I do believe so that. So in hindsight, what did it really do? <laughs> you know, if he's on his way out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, before I get to your answer, Evan Roberts asking, doesn't RVD have the longest WrestleMania streak now? Yeah, I believe he's still seven and zero. I think it was seven. Wow. Seven matches. Um, yeah. Uh, someone's saying horrible decision to end it to Brock. Just horrible decision. Uh, William is that saying uh, part-timer. It was kind of pointless. Lesnar was already made. Man, exactly, Bobby. See, that's that's my angle. <clears throat> Before you... Yes, that that is my angle right there. Brock Lesnar did not need the streak to make himself any better. It, it Just absolutely pointless. Uh, I, I agree that I agree. I, I don't think that Brock Lesnar needed the streak to become any better than what he is now. Make, he's a monster. He's dominant. He didn't need the streak to put him over anymore. I don't even think the streak really put him over uh, any anymore. Um, if someone else, if like a rising star, like it put over Roman Reigns for a year at least because Sticker's coming back. Um, but if anybody, uh, to me, I think if anybody should have broke the streak. It should have been like Roman Reigns because uh, he gave him he gave him a second loss, but at the same time, you know, he already lost once, so it really didn't. If he would have broke the streak, it would have had much more effect than Lesnar kind of diluting the impact of you know Undertaker losing at Mania. It didn't mean as much with Roman Reigns because he already lost. Evan, what do you think? Do you think uh, the streak should have been broken or no? No. No, I mean. I know uh I know original Derek is saying, Oh, you know, oh everything has to end. You know what I mean? When I keep undefeated. Some people just undefeated. I mean, I'm not a fan of Floyd Mayweather but he's undefeated. Rocky Marciano was undefeated yeah. for a while. I mean there's a yeah. <clears throat> there's a lot of things in sports where some people are just perfect. They just can't be beat. Or they just had that long streak mm-hmm. where they're just untouchable. Um uh, you know, I'm born and raised and live in Baltimore City this uh, last year, I believe it was last year, year before, the Orioles closer and one of the best closers, that, uh, closing performances ever. He didn't give up a save. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he was like 53, 55 saves straight. He just didn't give it up. So my point is, with the streak, why not keep it undefeated? Why not? Because it gives that lure of okay, it's taking going lose. You know, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge your streak until WrestleMania 18 when he went against Flair. That's the first time he actually publicly acknowledged it and started marketing it. Okay, he's, you know, whatever he was when he was, you know, be Flair. And every year it was like, okay, is he going to lose? I mean, we knew he wasn't going to lose to Mark Henry, but we kind of thought he was going to lose to Orton. We kind of thought he was going to lose to Batista. We kind of thought he was going to lose to Triple H or Shawn Michaels. And it did nothing. Brock didn't need to win. I mean, Brock was already over. It did nothing for Brock. Mm Nothing out of that win made you look at Brock any stronger than what he already is. So, like you said, if yep. anybody should have been taken, it should have been an Orton or it should have been like a like a Roman Reigns. So now, take it comes yep. out, it's like, okay, he's here. Yeah. No good. He's just another to see him. Now. Right. Yeah, it's he's not just... like oh the streak. This this this, this think yeah. about it. If if the streak was never broken, and take it went against Reigns. 
Think about how much, how much, how how much more it would have meant. Or mm-hmm. now take it going against Cena, Captain Four Kids. How much more that would have meant, especially mm-hmm. Captain Four Kids Cena, because he's Cena. So that's just my. I don't think the streak should have ended. It is why not? Yeah, I agree. I agree, and, and, and people know I'm a fan of Roman Reigns. Um, I agree. I, I mean, I was cheering for Reigns as, uh, when I was live in Orlando last year. I was cheering for Reigns because I was at the point where Taker already lost. I, I would have been more pro Taker if the streak was intact. I, I personally, I don't want the streak to end. I, I don't want the streak to end. I, I just don't think it should have been. Um, got a comment talk about yeah. So got a comment saying I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad they did. It was someone who was established and not someone up and comer who could have dropped the ball. See, see, and, and and that's the that's the issue because I'm like, if you're already established, wh- how is breaking the streak getting you over? And I I don't really think it does. Um, but I do understand the fact that you didn't want to have someone break the streak who dropped the ball. You know, there was talks of like Wade Barrett, um, you know, going against it. And and uh, you know I like Wade Barrett, but WWE didn't do a very good job booking oh. him really good. Oh. Um, got another comment saying no, that it's a part of Undertaker's legacy. It should have never ended, and it, and it will never be repeated. Yep, I agree. Someone saying uh, CM Punk should have ended the streak. Oh, see. Can, can we, can we I didn't got to do this on a six-year anniversary show. Six-year anniversary show, ladies and gentlemen. Someone saying CM Punk should have earned. Is it something? Is it something about hearing that name just vexes me? It's just I I, I want to be mean to say why are we still talking about. It? I mean, he just was okay. I agree. He just agree. was okay. I, he held the title yeah. for over a year. The Raiders didn't even budge. And yeah. the only reason why we keep talking about him is because he did a pipe bomb. Wow, yip, yippee yahoo. I mean, you yeah. know, good, good days ahead again. He actually talked off script, something that was no, that was a norm back in the 80s and early 90s, and even in, in, the, in the millennials, talking off script, yeah. saying what's on your mind. That's what The Rock and Triple H did. That's why they was over. And yet he got on each other's nerves. CM Punk does it in the new new era with the millennials or whatever you call it, the television era. It's old, so groundbreaking and new. It's not. Right. It's been done before. <laughs> yeah. My yep. daughter's almost his size, and she's about to be 17. He doesn't. He does not look threatening. Mm. I mean, I mean, I, and I, I mean, I know Daniel Bryan isn't any bigger. I know Shawn Michaels is considered a small champion. But I don't know. I mean, I'm sorry, fans, any CM Punk fans. I mean, granted, I respect the man because he wanted to go do things his way. Yeah. But he I'm just a Shawn was not. Fan. Say that again? Yeah. I'm a Shawn Michaels fan. Oh, I love yeah, Shawn Michaels. Yeah, me too. And he was one of the best ever. Right. But, but you can look yeah. at Michaels, even though he was an average sized guy. You knew Sean could hold his own. Dork. Look at Punk. <laughs> he he's a he's, jerk. Is it sad? On, on a high note, uh, Derek, you just had a birthday. Reese, you just had a birthday. Oh. Uh, it's after twelve o'clock. Congratulations! Now, so happy birthday, Derek. Oh, it is crap. Yeah. Congratulations! Yeah. Today, happy birthday. Well, yesterday. So. 
Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Love the pancakes and power slams. Thirty-seven years old, being strong. I've been watching wrestling my whole entire life. Back yeah. to Bob Backlund was still champion, and up until the Hulk Hogan <laughs> era and everything wait, wait. in between. Forget about yes. it, man. Wrestling is everything. Original Dirt yeah, remembers Backlund with the red tights, not the traditional yeah. blue ones. <laughs> That's when you. Right. That's when he you was a baby him. face, man. He was, he was the a baby biggest face. baby face, all American boy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. then he turned into a dork. He wanted to run for president, but man, WWE. Um, if anybody on there, WWE old school on the WWE network, not a plug or anything, mm-hmm. but I mean, it just shows you bare bones wrestling. I miss that so mm-hmm. much. That's missing from today's wrestling. No show boating. It's just. It's man against man. I miss you this guy. Cole. So. You got to do Michael Cole for the song. Remember? The catch is catch kin. That's right. <laughs> I used to see that all the time. Hooker, a shooter. Uh, Brawler, yeah. yeah. Ed Strangler Lewis. I mean, this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure original right. Derek feels He's like Dean Malenko with his Hulk Hogan. Oh, likes the hooker. I mean, forget <laughs> it, man. You can't. <laughs> That's missing so much from wrestling nowadays, and that bugs me. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It evolves. So I support it. I love wrestling. Yeah. For life. Here to everyone for that life. came before sports entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, got a bunch of comments here saying it was uh, one. Uh, someone saying it was talked about having Ted DiBiase beat the streak. That would have been terrible. <sighs> Uh, I like I like Yossi, but that would have been all bad. More people saying uh, CM Punk to beat the streak. No, no. CM Punk what? would have been a terrible choice. To, just, just think about this. Think about this. Okay, here, here's I've been very vocal on my thoughts on CM Punk, and so uh, I've written articles about it. I've I've said it. I've talked about it many times on this six year show here. But I'll say this. Uh, CM Punk uh, was a good hand while he was there. He was, you know, he, he was way over CM Punk chance, mm-hmm. all that. Awesome. But Paul Heyman, if you if you really if you really think about it, if you really think about it, nothing was good enough for CM Punk in the WWE. He had the World Heavyweight Championship multiple times, the WWE Championship multiple times. He had the title for 434 days, and then he lost it against The Rock at Royal Rumble, one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year. And it's like you're having all these things, and you still walked out. You still was dissatisfied. So even if he and, and the thing is, he's made comments on not really being crazy about going against The Undertaker uh, that year because he wanted to main event. So he didn't even think going against the undertaker for the streak was a good consolation prize. And it's like people like Mark Henry, people like a train big show, you know, they were happy that they went, you know, that they went against, uh, uh, the undertaker, Randy Orton. It really helped people's careers, you know, being a part of the streak, but it's like, you know, you, you can't satisfy CM Punk when it comes to wrestling. I don't know his personal life, I know his Twitter life, and if, if, if his Twitter life and his personal life match, uh, you, you, you can't satisfy him on that either. But as far as what I do know is his, is, is wrestling. 
um, and, and some some backstage stuff when it comes to wrestling. And you know, you you couldn't you can't satisfy CM Punk. I mean, I, even if you would have, I think if you would have given CM Punk the streak, if he would have if he would have beat the Undertaker for the streak, there's still a part of me that thinks that he still would have walked out. Which and that would have really made the streak look bad. So I don't think Punk would have been a, a good idea at all. Uh, what else we got here? Someone's asking, uh, do I think Alistair Black's going to be seeing Almas? I do. I can see Almas <laughs> going up to the call-up. Uh, someone's asking, uh, who do you think will get called up from NXT after Mania? Um, someone also asked, I, I got Alistair Black. Um, okay, so who do I think should get called up, or who I think will get called up from NXT after Mania? I can see almost up. Um, I can see. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they brought up Lars. Actually, if they brought up Lars Sullivan, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Be like a big dominant. Uh, I guess you know what's so funny. If Braun didn't, if Braun wasn't in this tag team thing, um, which I think I think Bray's a good choice. Uh, you know, there's some. Talks of Mysterio, but he's hurt, but he might be. I mean, he was hurt, but he might be kayfabing as far as just uh, the severity of his injury. Um, there's a couple other names, but I, I really like the idea of Bray Wyatt. I think that's a, a, a great idea. Um, but as far as if, if they didn't do that, I would really like a Lars Sullivan versus Braun Strowman feud. But, of course, they want oh, Lars to be this cool. huge heel. You know, this dominant heel, so they wouldn't have him lose against Braun that early. Um, as far as other call ups, I can see Gargano coming up. I don't see I don't see anything left for him other than the match with Ciampa. I think they can gonna bring him up to the main roster. I can also see Roderick Strong coming up and doing, you know, the two oh five live deal. Um those are those are a few things. Maybe authors of pain. Uh maybe authors of pain would be will come up as well. Uh what about Kane to beat Taker? Um those that that was that was talked about too. Um someone saying Velveteen Dream would be the most missed call up from NXT. Give him some time. Uh give him some time. Uh I think Dream needs to uh, he's one of my favorites. He that guy is amazing. Uh, give him a little bit more time. Allow him to stay in NXT for just a little bit more. Let him get the North American Championship or the NXT Championship. Um, give him, give him some time. Uh, he's only yeah. Someone saying he's only twenty one. Yeah. Um, Kurt Hawkins, the beat taker. No. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre. Yep, I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Drew McIntyre. Someone saying uh, AOP and Gargano. Yep, uh, good choices. Sanity, not yet. Um, I don't see much. I don't see anything with with Sanity right now. Um, all right, so let's talk about the last uh, headline here: major hurdle and bringing back Hulk Hogan to the WWE. So basically, it's not a matter of if, but when uh, Hogan's going to come back to the WWE. Um, you know, uh. Evan and I are, are, are both African American, and we have our thoughts. I shared my thoughts on the Wrestling Inc. podcast last last week. Um, as far as just Hogan, just real quick, uh, you know, I think Hogan, and uh, you know, he's he's being more apologetic now. 
um, and saying, I'm sorry, and I understand Mark Henry's view. Mark Henry doesn't feel like he should come back yet. He's still got some due diligence uh, as far as just uh, making up for what he did and what he said. Um, personally, I agree with Mark Henry. I would be okay if Hogan came back. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more forgiving toward Hogan because of the wrestlers that I know uh, who are black who worked with Hogan saying that uh, that's that's not common for him to just be racist. So, uh, but at the same time, a lot of people aren't in my shoes that, you know, who know wrestlers who worked with Hogan. Um, so just from a more, you know, open standpoint, I definitely think that Hogan, um, you know, should uh, spend more time just kind of, uh, kind of getting back his African-American fan base and, how do you how do you do that? Perhaps uh, be more charitable toward organizations. Of course, you can't shut us up with money, but at the same time, show us that you care. Uh, be involved, volunteer, things like that. And don't just you know shell out money and say, oh, okay, well I'm back. You know, just be more involved uh, in the community. Show show the fan base that uh, you know uh, you maybe the alcohol was drinking that night, and um, you know. It wasn't uh, how you meant. So, someone saying Adam Cole to call up? No, not yet. I wouldn't say that. Uh, Undisputed Era needs more time in NXT. I agree. Uh, I agree with that. Uh, someone saying the WWE does not need Hogan. Um, no, please do not. I don't want Hogan to be the SmackDown uh, GM. I, I don't want that. Someone saying it's a touchy subject. Uh, it is, but I'm 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 a black uh, I'm a I'm a black wrestling fan, so um, <laughs> I, I have the I guess I have the right to 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 voice my opinion on this because I'm a part of the fan base that he offended. So, uh, Evan, uh, Derek, I don't want to make you left out. What are your What are your thoughts first? Oh, uh, about Hogan. Yeah, about Hogan. Well, I mean, it, it's I don't endorse anything that he said and it's I'm a white wrestling fan and uh, Hulk Hogan was everything in the world to me and mm-hmm. it just it, it it tears me apart that that happened that he said that uh I mean, if people can bring him back in that would be great I mean if he's truly not racist and just you know, wants to embrace the wrestling fans and do everything he can, which I believe he does. I mean, it was a poor mistake on his on his part, and uh, it just you know things happen. It sucks, and uh, that's just the yeah. way that's the world we live in. But anyway, I can get behind Hogan again. He's a childhood hero, and he's paid his due diligence as far as you know. WWE kind of ignored him for a long time. So if he can come back, we'll just see how the reception goes. And it's you can never take back what he did and what he said. So that's that's the way it kind of stands. And I don't agree with anything that he ever said. So I'll stand with that. But I mean, if I saw Hulk Hogan jump out in the crowd, I'd be behind him, and it'd be a good time. But again, that's just speaking on my part, not anyone else's. Yeah, Evan. Yeah, and like like you said too, um, Chris. You see, we're both African American, you know, wrestling fans, and you know, media, and um, no, I don't condone what 
Hogan has said, and at the end of the day, I've, I've, I've heard of off camera a lot of wrestlers say some things like that, and even worse. Um, but it's all about being caught, and it, he he served his time. I, I'm when it, I think we uh, right when it broke, um, Featherstone, we did the show on it that week, and I said about it on mine, and I told people just give it a few years, Hogan to be back. I mean, Hogan will yeah. be forgiven. It is it's not the end of the world. I'm not looking at it lightly. Of course, we don't appreciate what's being said. But in the world of professional wrestling, most things are forgiven. Uh, it, you know, time went on. You know, he paid his dues, and because he's Hogan, he's still arguably the biggest star in wrestling ever in history. You know, people say, "Oh, The Rock and oh, Stone Cold." No, Hogan saved wrestling. Hogan still is the man. I mean, The Rock is up there, yep. probably chief of the most recognizable. Hogan still is the most one of the, the most recognizable one of the most recognizable athletes or sports figures to this date up there with Tiger Woods or Ali or Michael Jordan. So because Hogan is, is at that zenith, you know, you can forgive him. Why not? Yeah. And when he come back, I bet you I bet you he'll get the biggest pop of the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He'll, you know, he'll be over is, for sure. That's how it is. I mean, you know, Hogan said what he said. Okay, not right. Austin walked out on the company because he didn't get his way. I mean, you can't compare. But you got you know, look at, you know, it's kind of like both are kind of like red flags. You know, Hogan using the racial term. And then you have Austin, because he didn't get his way, just walked away from his job. And basically, you know, put up his proverbial middle finger up to to his fan base and to his company. So, yeah, we accept Austin back. So why not yeah, it's it, it, you know it's it's a it's a different context for some. I mean, as you know, you yeah, know, uh, walking out and, and and making racial comments. Right. Uh, but you know, but, but, it, um, but it just yeah. yeah, but it just shows that you know, in, in the world of pro wrestling that we live in, you know, if we can, you know, we forgive. It's difficult because we forgive Hogan. You know, we you know um, we forgive Austin, we forgive Hogan. You know, because let's be real, if it was a legit, now I say it's not a legit sport, but had it been the four major sports, it would have been a totally different avenue. You know, if Hogan was a baseball player or for the NBA, that wouldn't have went down. You know, Hogan would have been blackballed. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, we'll and there are pro wrestlers we'll that that are that are blackballed from WWE. When they've done things far less worse than what Hogan said, he even got cut. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's 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 got I mean, like you know we got a comment here saying uh, you know he needs he someone agreeing saying that what I, what what I was saying as far as he needs his time you know uh, to show remorse and that's you know oh yeah yeah you know, Vince did it you know Vince said the n word to 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 you know on air which is bad. Um, but yeah, a lot, lot of uh, GM talk here in the chat room saying uh, Jim Cornette that would not work. <laughs> um, <laughs> someone saying it's for Raw GM and Christian for SmackDown. Yeah, maybe. Uh, what about Eric Bischoff come back as GM of SmackDown? Um, I've I've had Eric on my show and I've talked to him uh, off air. Um, yeah, he he's, he he doesn't want that much travel. Um, I think 
you know, if anything, maybe NXT, but at the same time, Regal's doing a good job at NXT general manager, so I wouldn't want to change that. Next trivia question. What was the only singles match at WrestleMania 16? What was the only singles match at WrestleMania 16? All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown uh, thoughts uh, before we get to the player of the week and the WrestleMania predictions, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll start with uh, Evan. Uh, Give us your Raw and SmackDown thoughts. Uh, SmackDown was... um... I thought SmackDown was decent. I like how they, you know, they kind of planned, uh, planned a little the storyline between Nakamura and AJ. AJ almost hit Nakamura, and I kind of like the little mind games. SmackDown was decent. Um, now to did something different this time. Fans actually talked about SmackDown first. Um, the, the whole I'm glad Rusev got a win. Um, of course Orton coming out doing the RKO. You know, it's okay, but you know, let's do something different. We get it. You know, we've done it before. So I was looking forward to, yeah. um, you know, I think SmackDown was uh, good to see Shane come back. SmackDown was decent. Raw, uh, I mean, I thought it was a – I, I missed the, the – and, and I'm sure original Derek can, can agree with me, YouTube Featherstone, who we talked about this last week. Remember the go-home show to Mania where it got you so pumped and amped like you just couldn't mm-hmm. wait for Mania. There, there was so much stuff. You know, we, you talked about uh, – you talked about this off Air Featherstone, WrestleMania 17 – the whole week build up to that, and even the go home show when Austin and Rock did that 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 uh that interview with, with Jim Ross. Yeah. And, you know the go home yeah. show for even WrestleMania 19 and and uh, uh, even 18, which was lackluster. You know the, the go home show for 16. The go home shows meant so much, and and Raw just seemed like a basic, bare minimum show. It was like. Seeing this challenge and undertake, like, can we get it? And I thought it was hilarious. I, I don't know if you covered this um, early in the show where uh, someone tweeted Michelle McCool had saying he, she was disappointed that Taker didn't come out. Where was he doing? And she said, "We're eating breakfast." <laughs> and it's like yeah. they just did an Instagram. It is one thing with social media. You would never known this for ten, fifteen, twenty years ago. We were kids. Yeah. Plus. Take it just it was just a picture on Instagram. Was the kids say IG of Undertaker scuba diving or whatever it was on a boat with Michelle McCool. You just was working out at your house a couple like maybe a month ago where your wife posted a video on Instagram. And for you not to show up at Raw and then not didn't even do a vignette. I mean, me and you talked about for the storm was oh you know Raw he'll do a vignette something he'll come out not nothing. Nothing. And I'm like. Come on, like uh, I I thought the raw go home the, the raw go home show was 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 weak. I thought SmackDown was better this week. Actually, you know, made me engaged towards storylines where like you know even though Orton thing has been done, it's like okay, we're looking forward to that Fatal Four Way. You know, we're looking forward to you know the matches on the SmackDown and the mind games with Nakamura. Uh, and Sinsuke, you know, the stuff going on with with Shane and Daniel Bryan. Did anybody get that feeling with Raw? Nope, no, I didn't. No, Ronda. No. Oh, Stephanie slammed Rousey through a table. So what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean I don't mean that you pessimistic, but it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it was it was it was weak to me. Both you made a good point as far as just the uh, 
the the anticipation, you know, for the WrestleManias of old so exciting, but um, not so much now. Uh, good good uh, job on the chat room. Terry Reynolds versus the Cat. Terry Reynolds versus the Cat was the only singles match at WrestleMania 16. Um, Derek, what are your Raw and SmackDown thoughts? Raw and SmackDown were, like Evan said, garbage. I mean, it's, it doesn't get you excited for what's to come. I and mean, you're waiting for Sunday to happen to WrestleMania. AJ and Nakamura on paper will be should be one of the best matches of all time. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally behind that. Uh, Rusev with the win. Eh. And Monday Night Raw, I mean, the Ronda Rousey, the thing about her is she has no charisma. She's got nothing behind her fighting skills. I mean, looking at her is like looking at a wet piece of cardboard. It, I will do this. I will be great. I will do this. But whatever. You are garbage. Nobody believes you. MMA, you lost your last two matches in the first round, if I believe. I mean, it was horrible. You're pretty. You're good for marquee. But this is the only time WWE can use her because she's going to lose her steam to be done. Nobody else, nobody cares about anything to do with that. So, uh, Raw, you totally lost at building up WrestleMania. And SmackDown, you've got key, key players that can totally make WrestleMania that much better. But, yeah, uh, I agree. Monday Night Raw was garbage. Ronda Rousey, you're great. You're pretty. But WWE has nothing to really do with you outside of WrestleMania. If you become a key player there for some whatever reason, I'm sorry. Yeah, she definitely has to work on her promos. I mean, she's a good marketing oh, piece gosh. right now for WrestleMania to bring in that mainstream. Uh, but she's at the same boring. time, boring. she really has I'm, to work on those I'm, promos. <laughs> Let me say, really has to work. Fans, just just go back. You think Ronda Rousey's bad, and this is to show you how bad she is. And I tried to have, and I defended her from the first week. Say, so, all right, guys, you know, it's her first week. Gosh, this go back to 1998. Uh, Kevin Green promos, Mongo McMichael. She makes them look like The Rock and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> well, and, and these oh, were pro wrestlers. Mongo. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I'll never forget. The great Mongo McMichael line from Nitro with the British Bulldog. British Bulldog sitting there. He said, uh, Mongo said, oh, look, it's Davey Boy Smith. And Davey Boy Smith looked at him and said, you know, I've been looking for a bone to chew on, and you might be that bone. That that bone. And Mongo looked and said, oh, wow. This was on Nitro fans live. The interaction was so awkward nowadays, but that was better than Ronda Rousey. And what is up with that red paint eyeliner? What 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 is that with her eyes? Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, that was odd. That was indeed odd. Is she smiling? Um, Is she mad? Like she looks emotionally confused. I'm thinking I don't care. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, as far as Raw is concerned, I got a comment saying, uh, I love this show. I post it on my page all the time you're on. One of the best shows, hands down, that I watch. Uh, Recipe, appreciate that. Very much so. Um, Raw, uh, yeah, you know, 
the Bailey and Sasha thing was was decent, but that's feuding to the Battle Royal, so that, that that's odd. Um, it, it's getting to the point where it's tough to see Goldust in the ring now. Uh, I'm a big fan of Goldust as far as his in-ring performance. I think he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. I really wish that he would have some type of role backstage as like a agent or a trainer for NXT because he hardly ever wins matches anymore. Cena's promo was just terrible. It was oh, there, it was no point. I mean, why are you coming out every week to say you don't have a spot, and then you make a, then you make a reason of saying you don't have a spot because you don't want to take somebody else's spot, but at the same time. If you compete against Taker, that's 20 minutes, 20, 25 minutes, you're taking someone's spot. So that, that didn't make sense to me at all. I mean, you're essentially taking someone's spot if you go against Taker. But it just, it's so weird. This whole Cena thing is the oddest build I have ever seen, one of the oddest builds I've ever seen for WrestleMania. I mean, and like it's gotten to the point where Cena's going to come out I mean, why why would he come out of New Orleans? Because he had until you know he said, okay, well we didn't we didn't do it in Atlanta, you know, should we do it? I mean, it just oh, this is horrible. It, it's an it's an absolute terrible bill for for Cena versus Taker. Just you could have just announced that two months ago, and that and not said anything, and that would have been a better bill than what we've seen already. It, it's been absolutely terrible. Um. Is it worse than uh, Is it worse than Stephanie McMahon and Jericho teaming up against Triple H for the Mania 18 build up? Uh yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think so. I think this is I mean, at that time, you know, Jericho and Triple H were big names, but they weren't legendary names. I mean, at this yeah, point yeah, you have yeah. two Hall of Famers. You have two show shoe and Hall of Famers. I mean, granted Jericho and Triple H were two Hall of Fame worthy people, but that was, you know, uh what, sixteen years ago. And at this point, you know, sixteen years later you've already you have two legends. You have you know, they weren't legends at that time. They're legends now and you just book you book it so terrible. Um Granny saying seeing promos seeing a promo so bad, four weeks of bad promos make no sense. I agree. Uh, I agree. Um all right next trivia question before we get to the flavor of the week. Who was the special guest referee of Vince versus Shane at WrestleMania 17? Who was the special guest referee of Vince versus Shane at WrestleMania 17? Cold. SmackDown was decent. Um, I like the fact that I like the fact that Oscar came out. Uh, that you know that built the anticipation of, of uh, uh, WrestleMania. So that was that was fine. The Carmella teases, uh, you know, yeah. I'm okay with Carmelo winning the title, but winning the title around here, teasing the cash-ins now is, you know, yeah. They're going to have Charlotte versus Oscar, So, I mean, that's that's an amazing match. You don't want to mess it up. Um, the RKO to Rusev was hilarious. Um, uh, Owens and Zane, I'm excited for Owens and Zane versus Shane and Daniel Bryan. Uh, yeah. And then the hug it out thing in the beginning, it was like, oh, like I, it, it didn't, it didn't rub, it didn't rub me. Uh, I mean, it didn't sit with me well. It, it just seems like there's a turn coming, and I just wish, I hope that neither of them turn. 
but um, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them turned. And um, Shane McMahon turning would not make as much sense as Daniel Bryan turning. Um, but you know, we'll just see. for a mania moment. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to see. I just want to see a regular match. Um, and and they did kind of emphasize it, saying that uh, they won't see them on a SmackDown. Uh, so they did say SmackDown. So it does make sense if they lose and they go to Raw. So we'll see. We'll we'll see how that turns out. I, I'm uh, we'll we'll have our predictions here in just a moment, but. Styles and Nakamura, you know, was uh, good against uh, Benjamin and Gable was a good tag team to have them team up against. So uh, they need compete against. So that was, that was they need that some managerial work. Dead by like yeah, a bunch of stale bread out there. Yeah, very stale, very stale. Uh, uh, the correct answer. Uh, someone, someone said Stone Cold. Someone said Mick Foley. One of them are right, and the answer Stone is Stone Cold. Mick Foley. <laughs> he was the special guest referee of Vince versus Shane at WrestleMania 17. Good match. A very, very good match. Uh, it was. It was a very good match, actually. All right. Next trivia question before we get to the flavor of the week. Who did Matt Hardy defeat to retain the Cruiserweight Championship at WrestleMania 19? Who did Matt Hardy defeat to retain the Cruiserweight title at WrestleMania 19, I'd do it for you. Oh, it popped up. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. <laughs> it was going to pop up, but it showed in right there. Um, all right, so it's time for the flavor of the week. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I'd do, I'd it, do for it for you. you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the flavor of the week. Here we go. It is now time for the time flavor, for the flavor of, of the week. Um, the six top Undertaker matches of all time. What do y'all have in the chat room? Your top six Undertaker matches of all time. Um, oh, good job, Ray Mysterio. I see Sean. I see Brandon. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. There it is. Great job. All right, let's get these other. Let's get this other one here. Trivia: Who did the Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 18? Who did the Undertaker defeat at WrestleMania 18? Derek, do you have your six, or do you have uh, one or two? Yeah, I'm just anytime he was against Triple H or Shawn Michaels, honestly, in my opinion, were the best yeah. that Undertaker ever been in. Those were four of them. <laughs> Five, actually. Yeah, well, that's, that's it's good enough to work. It can make six because that was they were. <laughs> Hall of Fame yeah, You can't you can't beat this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um Evan, you got your six? I sure do. Right. Ellie Gaunt, Undertaker, and King Kong Bundy. No, I'm just joking around. Those are the horrible ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> joking around. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Nostalgic. <laughs> Number right. uh, uh right. man. I actually went back and watched the WrestleMania 11 match. I think people forget about that worse than uh, I think that's the forgot one than Boss Man and uh, Taken from 15. Mm-hmm. Telling us so. 
number six, uh, WrestleMania 24 versus Edge. Who are good old buddy Marty Elias was the um, referee in. Uh, match match was uh, was was good. No, Edge and Taker had some good chemistry. It wasn't their best match that they had that year, but it was you know good. You know, Taker won the world title. Uh, five be WrestleMania 28 versus Triple H. End of an era. Just the whole build up of you know the hell and a cell. You know Shawn Michaels and the whole build up and the storyline. Jim Ross doing a commentary with Jerry the King. One of my favorites. Actually, my mom, my late mother, loved, loved that match too. Uh, four WrestleMania 14 versus Kane. Not necessarily the best match in ring, but just the whole story behind it with Taker finally facing Kane and you know Kane. Had, uh, find the Taker having to take not one but three team stones and, and Taker the last time we seen Taker do that um uh the table spot where he did the leg drop onto the um the um onto the, the announce table. Uh, that was good. Uh my number three is WrestleMania seventeen. The first one, the one that WWE act like never happened when they was trying to build him against Triple H at twenty seven. But uh WrestleMania seventeen versus Triple H, uh one of the longer uh Undertaker matches. They fought everywhere. And uh, this is a good match. That's sort of a good story. Uh, number two, of course, one of my favorite matches of all time, period. Uh, WrestleMania 18 versus Flair. When the streak first was mentioned, um, uh, the, the build was good. And Flair and Taker just had a good match. I remember thinking, like, that match is going to be ugly. But very good match. Great chemistry and all. Anderson doing the spine buster, too. And last time we saw David Flair. Number one, of course, no brainer. WrestleMania 25 versus Shawn Michaels, HBK. Uh, the entrances were great. The build was great. Uh, the match was great. And it was so great that after no one remembers the pay per view, no one remembers the main event of that match. And no one remembers anything that happened after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the crowd was exhausted. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I would say uh, 25, definitely the injustice of. Uh, a very good build between Orton and Triple H for that match. They've gone overtime, and that match to only last five minutes, if that. When you hear, I think, Mike Kyoto, yo, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go. You know, mm-hmm. but those are my six. Yeah, great, great, great list there. Um, Brandon Santeca versus Randy Orton at 21. Robert Sand Edge. Uh, Andrew Santeca versus Orton. Taker versus Sean. Taker versus Sean. Taker versus H. Triple H, two and three, and Taker versus Edge. Sean is saying Bret Hart, HBK, Edge, Kane, Triple H. Um, Brandon is saying uh, 12, Russell Tell, Taker versus Diesel, like the build. Oh, gosh. Uh, good, uh, good, uh, good, good interaction there. Rick yeah, Flair is the correct good answer. Good, good, uh, last question of the night. Which two females... Did Trish Stratus defeat to win the WWE Women's Championship at WrestleMania 19? Which two females did Trish Stratus defeat to win the WWE Women's Championship at WrestleMania 19? All right, my six is uh, number six is uh, 17 versus Triple H. A very good match there. Uh, really showed that uh, Taker could have lost um, the streak at that time. Uh, five is uh, eight against Jake Roberts. Uh, four, is, uh, I love that Taker and Roberts build. 
Devils in my uh, four is, uh, Yeah, uh, four is 18 versus Flair. Uh, that Anderson spine buster out of nowhere, that was amazing. Uh, three was 26 versus Shawn Michaels. Just the, the, the feeling and the poignancy and the emotion in that match. Uh, t- uh, Shawn crawling up on Taker, slapping him, and Taker doing the jumping tombstone. I really wanted to put the nail in the coffin. Um, two was 28 versus Triple H. That was just, I mean, just the feeling. That match yeah. was absolutely amazing, and that's when I think Taker should have retired, honestly. Um, and then number one was 25 against uh, HBK. I think that was quite pretty pretty, pretty self-explanatory uh, as far as it being the, the best. Um, um, random question, uh, even for original Derek. As great as Undertaker and Triple, as great as Undertaker and Michaels was at twenty five, which we probably all agree, the greatest Taker match in Mania. Would you say it was as good, if not better, than the match that happened here? A friend of mine mentioned earlier, Undertaker against Kurt Angle for No Way Out. I think that was a really good match, but I think I, I think take, I think one against Sean was just. I think they took yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Shawn Michaels yeah. taking number yeah. one. Uh, even though, even though, even though I will say, I I think for Shawn Michaels, I think Michaels versus Taker, for as Michaels I mean, is the second best. Number one is Michaels versus Angle. That's just my opinion. Mm. That match was really good, but just the, just the build. I mean, builds are big for me. And I think just the yeah, 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 was yeah. just I mean that, that that does it to me. Um, we got some uh, answers for the women's uh, championship match, but uh, none of them are correct so far. So I uh, still be waiting for that. But in the meantime, uh, here we go with the WrestleMania predictions, ladies and gentlemen. WrestleMania is this week, and it's going to be so fun and so exciting. So let's get to the predictions, ladies and gentlemen. All right, so let's start off with the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. Derek, who you got? Uh, Ali, he's got it. I, I totally think he's going to take it over. Evan? Uh, Cedric Alexander. Hey, he, he deserves it. I agree. Uh, I think Cedric, well, Cedric Alexander for me as well. Uh, the Women's Battle Royal. Who's going to win it, uh, Evan? Oh man, Whew. that's tough. Uh, I'm just gonna throw some out random. Sasha Banks. You got Derek. I totally agree. Sasha Banks has got. Sasha. I'm gonna go Becky Lynch. Uh, I think that Sasha Ooh. and Bailey probably do something as far as like eliminating uh, each other or something like that. And I think Becky's like the. the yeah, she's the one that stands out for me. Uh, a good way to kind of revive her character going into uh, the Superstar Shake-Up. Uh, who wins the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? Derek. Oh, too many lot of people in there. I'm, I'm thinking uh, Zack Ryder. Ah, okay. It wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. We've got Evan. I don't think Zach Ryder too. I, I would love for Goldust to get some love. I mean, he needs to retire soon. I mean, he's great in the ring, but I see Goldust. Why not? And give him his animania moment since the nineties. 
since Clinton was in office, so why not? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go Dolph Ziggler. Unless there's a bigger, <laughs> unless there's a big name who come in like a Hardy or a big cast or something like that, based on the people who are confirmed now, which is about ten people, ten to twelve people, uh, Ziggler. But if there's a bigger name, of course. Um, what about uh, let's go to Intercontinental Championship match? Derek Miz, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor. I got Seth Rollins going on this one. I think he's going to win it and go back to being a good baby face. All right. You got Evan. Um, I'm with original, um, original Derek. I say Seth. It, I mean, a lot of the build is on Seth. I mean, Finn really doesn't need to win. Finn can just be Finn, even though we need to see the demon. And Finn is like a little kid running around with his diapers. Um, and, and, the Miz, I mean, the Miz has been carrying that title forever since SmackDown. So, give it to Seth. He needs a title. He doesn't need one, but I think he does the most with it. It really helps him get over the little hump. Burn it I down. I would choose Seth, but uh, I think Balor's going to take it. Um, I think they're burn it, burn they're it down. heavily pushing Seth, and I think Balor's going to take it. Uh, women's uh, Raw Championship, Nia Jax or Bliss? Evan. Nia Jax. Give it to us. Uh, this I, I, this match should be it needs to be a squash match. I mean, that's a bliss yeah, but this Nia Jax beat him both five to minutes, have him win the title, and and have it go her merry way. Reminiscence of Chan versus Ivory. Jax, all the way, man. It's going to be great. Yeah, I like I like Jax as well. I think uh, she'll take it. Oscar uh, versus Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Derek, what you got? I got Charlotte all the way. She's going to make it. Charlotte breaks Rick the streak. Proud. Okay, who you got, Evan? Rick Flair is going to be crying like a baby, as he always does. But I ask her. You, you know what? I, I, I'm going to say this. I want Charlotte to win because of the sheer shock. Because everyone's going for Oscar. Oscar to win because she's undefeated. Give it to Charlotte. Because, I mean, cause what, what, if Oscar wins it, she has to lose at some point. So I say Charlotte. I want Charlotte to win, even though Oscar winning is cool. But uh, I got a comment saying Oscar didn't cash in for Carmella. Uh, that's that's been yeah. the talk. Um, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oscar. Uh, tag team title matches. Let's start real quick with the Raw. Evan, who you got? Uh, Brahman and partner or the Bar? <laughs> Braun, easy. Yeah, yeah. totally going with that, man. That's it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Championship tag team. Who you got, Derek? Bludgeon Brothers all the way. They're going to make it. Make it oh, okay. Who you got, Evan? I, I say their names wrong on purpose. The Belgian Brothers, Bludgeon Brothers, the Hammer Brothers. They're winning. Uh, I think they're just utility heels uh, to make the match even uh, stronger. I think New Day is going to have their moment. Uh, let's go with uh, mixed tag match: Angle and Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie. Let's go with Evan. The return of Linda McMahon. No, I'm joking. It, it, clearly, Ronda Rousey, you know, going to win. It's cross promotion. 
Yeah, Rousey definitely. I mean, they're going to win. Yeah. Not even talk about it. It's like Mr. T and Paul Wendorf. Who cares? That's that's how much the streak of Triple H who he's lost multiple manias in a row, real quick. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Shane against Owens and Zayn. Real quick, who you got, Evan? Uh, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan and Shane. Uh, Derek. Brian and Shane. Brian and Shane. Yep. Me too. I got them as well. Uh, U.S. title, Fatal Four Way. Orton, Rude, Rusev, Mahal. You got Evan. Rusev. Rusev Day. You know, you save a feather stone. Give him the title so he can all chain it. Oh. Same Mahal. Okay. He needs it. He's got it. He's going to get it. Wow. Split decision. I got Rude. It'll be a glorious day for Rude. All right, let's get to the title matches. WWE Championship, Styles versus Nakamura. Real quick, who you got, Evan? Nakamura. AJ Styles uh, is going to retain it. AJ Styles. I got Nakamura. I got Nakamura. Uh, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Evan, who you got? Uh, easy. Roman Reigns, but I would love I would love the, the screw finish with Heyman joining Reigns. I would love that so much, but... Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's probably going to happen. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns going to win. I agree. Roman Reigns. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for all we got. Angle Rousey, Daniel Shane, Rusev, Styles, Braun, Roman, Strowman, Jack, Isaac, Spaller, Seth. Lots of uh, lots of uh, predictions here on the chat line, chat chat room. Thank you so much for uh, uh, being a part of the show. Uh, thank you, Derek, for coming back uh, for us tonight. Thank you, Evan, as always. Man, both of you are so amazing, so, so instrumental in, in, in making this show uh, the, the show that it has been. I voted for the past two years on the best podcast, um, and it's just I'm so thankful. I'm so honored. I'm so grateful for both of you all. Um, and uh, WrestleMania. It's coming up, ladies and gentlemen. WrestleMania is this weekend, and we will be there. The Pancakes and Power Slam show will be there uh, to, to entertain, to have fun, to talk wrestling. Uh, be sure to follow us at Cray Wrestling uh, for Pancakes and Power Slam show. Follow at Chris Prolific. I will be letting you know when we do. I'll be interviewing people on Thursday. I got Hall of Fame on Friday. I'll be in Takeover on Saturday. Of course, WrestleMania on Sunday. Follow Evan at tech underscore UTMR. Derek, you are the man. Thank you so much for coming back. Uh, really, this has been a fantastic show. What, a, what an awesome surprise, man. I really appreciate that. This Love it. Great. Uh, so had a great time. Everyone, six years. I couldn't have asked for a better show like uh, y'all. I'm so thankful uh, for this, this dream, this vision, becoming an empire. Thank you so much for all the comments in the chat room. Uh, this will be up on the Russell Wrestling Inc. YouTube, so uh, be sure to check that out as well. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Derek, on behalf of Evan Crowd, I am Chris Featherstone, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode 314, the six-year anniversary of the Pancake Power Slam show. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your week of wrestling. Enjoy WrestleMania. Come uh, tweet me. Uh, let me know if you're in, in New Orleans. Uh, let's talk some wrestling. And always remember, ladies and gentlemen, I do it for you. God bless you all. Have a good night. And they go. Hey, yeah! <laughs>
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.